Lord, we pray at this time that you would give us grace to hear you. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to lay aside the things that may be weighing on us or distracting us so that we can be attentive to your word and responsive to your will. We submit this time to you in your name, Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning again. Thank you. We know that in New Brunswick we are blessed with four seasons. You know, they're all wonderful in their own way. We have the fall, which is just filled with color and wonder. The winter, which is always easy and short. <laughs> we have spring, which everything just sort of leaps to life again. And sometimes we get, you know, 40 degree heat waves. And then, of course, my favorite season, construction. And I remember last year when they were working on Brookside Drive, that's my, that's my way here, right? And I don't know if you, about you, but I, when I get my car, it's often on autopilot, and I just go where the car wants to go. And I would always end up at the ring road and look down and remember the construction. I'm like, oh, do I go down the highway now and turn left at Windsor Court, which is impossible? Or do I go down Fulton? Who wants to go down Fulton? And the discouraging part was, you know, I just wanted them to put a nice strip of clean asphalt down, but what needed to happen was that they needed to renew the infrastructure underneath the road, which meant lots of digging, lots of mess, long delay, and it took months before it was actually able to drive on, and they're not even done yet. They've got to start the lower section now. It's so hard. In some ways, this pandemic has been a 16-month-long construction season for the church. This pandemic has done a number of things that have been inconvenient. It's been hard on us. It's been difficult to endure. But it's also been very productive. In some ways, the pandemic has highlighted some of the shortcomings of the church. You know, a church that is focused in on, you know, Sunday morning worship at the church building, where there's very few relationships outside. This is sort of highlighted, maybe that's not the way church should be. Um, for some, uh, it's accelerated trends that were already in place. So if, if churches were in tra uh, financial duress before, this has sort of accelerated that. Fortunately, that, that hasn't been the case here, but... We need to be praying for a lot of our brothers and sisters because that has been the case and things are very stressful right now. In other ways, the pandemic has given new opportunities. Just like when you dig up a road to renew the water lines or the culverts or whatever, we've had opportunities to go deep this year. You know, I can't be with my brothers and sisters to worship, but how can I go deeper with Jesus even if I'm in isolation or restricted in what I'm able to do? Last spring, we had a, a listening group gather for, for things, and, and one of the, coin, the coined expressions was COVID blessings, slowing down, getting deeper in the Word, uh, growing in prayer. There's many COVID blessings. When it comes to the gospel passage today, I, I have to confess that when I read, what shall we compare the kingdom of God to? I skim over it. I, I've heard it before, and let's face it, 
I'm sorry, Steve, but I'm not much of a gardener. Steve's really trying to get me there, but I'm not there yet. So when I hear about some guy throwing seed, I'm like, yeah, I've been there. For what? Yeah? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I often just skim over it. And here's the thing. We're under construction. We have to wait. So can we today just pause and look at what Jesus is saying about what the kingdom of God is like so that we can say, is this who we are? Is this who we are growing into? And take a look at it that way. So let's begin. Jesus said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. When we read the scriptures, it's important for us to know what Jesus is saying in the moment or, or what the passage is saying in the moment. But it's also important to remember that one section of scripture is connected to a lot of other scriptures. When I was praying with this passage this week, one thing that came to mind was a verse from Psalm 126, verse 5. Those who sow with tears reap with songs of joy. Right? I often find it's opposite. I'm sowing things, imagining great things, and then I reap with, with tears. But that's my garden. Okay. And that's not going to happen this year, right, Steve? We have fertilizer. <laughs> why, why does the sower sow with tears? It's because there's so much uncertainty. You've invested, you've purchased the seed, and now you're spilling it out on the ground, but you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if the birds of the air are going to scoop it all up. You don't know if there's going to be a drought. You don't know. What's the kingdom of God like? It's the humble actions of someone living in faith, trusting God, hoping that in following Jesus, that somehow God is going to use us. We sow with vulnerability, with humbleness, in hope that God will just take our meager offering and do something good with it. I wonder if Jesus had this psalm in mind when he said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. This morning, Eva and I were talking about um, some things and she brought up Mother Teresa. And I'm like, oh my goodness, there is an example of a saint who was sowing seed for years and fell into a deep, deep depression because nothing was changing. No matter how much love she poured into those, those street people in Calcutta, nothing was changing. And yet, God used her. And things are changing slowly. But she has been an inspiration and in faith for, for so many people around the world. The thing that inspires faith in others most profoundly is a Christ-like character. And the seed that we are called to be sowing and cultivating is the fruit of the Spirit. That we would have the character of Jesus and that in the way we conduct ourselves and, and trust in Jesus, is, it's an attractive thing. This part is really important. Night and day, whether this farmer sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. 
Again, this is something I just want to skip over. Next. But you've got to stop. Our contribution to the expansion of the kingdom is wicked small. What God is doing is what is profound. And I don't know about what you thought of the whole process a few years ago when we were all like, we need to have a mission statement. And then we need to have a vision statement. Why? Because that's what successful businesses do. I haven't seen a whole lot of fruit from all the effort we put into vision statements and mission statements. I'm sorry. And I think that people coming in and saying, if you follow these steps, by goodness, you're going to get people coming to your church. I think we need to repent of that. Thinking that we know exactly what to do. Instead, we are called to sow our seed, to live out our faith in Jesus, and to be open to the, say every day, Lord, teach me what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, if you know me well, you know that I am an incredibly shy person. And then after church on Sunday, I, I like to go into my closet and turn off the light and shut the door, and I just sort of rock back and forth, you know, and just say, give me some more energy, right? I'm super shy. And, and when I go home, I don't want to talk to my neighbors or my kids. No, I do want to talk to my kids. But it's just I, want, I need to recharge. And, and the thought of witnessing to my neighbors or just loving them in the name of Jesus and being there is daunting. And one of the things is that our offering, my offering, I have to acknowledge is really, really small. And my request is simply, God, use me and show me to the, the individual, not the group, but the individual that I can simply bless today. Our, our role is quite small. The next thing is that the transformation, the expansion of the kingdom doesn't happen instantaneously. It's something that, that is gradual. And with Mother Teresa, she probably wanted instant change immediately. But... That's not how it works. It takes time for people's hearts and, and thinking to change and to, to live and cultivate that relationship with Jesus. But here, as soon as the grain is ripe, the farmer puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come and there's great joy. There's a wonderful opportunity to initiate and to disciple those in whose faith um, is grown because of that. The next thing Jesus goes on to say is that he describes the kingdom like it's a mustard seed. And one of the smallest seeds that grows up into something that, that is remarkable and wonderful. I have a hard time working with people who operate out of fear. Out of, if we don't do this, then, then this is going to happen. And it, it just doesn't work well because our role in this is small. God's role in this is huge. And we are invited to operate out of a, a humble position, saying, I, what I'm doing here is, is really not, not great. It's, it's meager, it's small, but God is able and is able to do so much more than I can ask or imagine. Have you ever had an earworm? <laughs> no, it's not an insect, no. An earworm, you get a song stuck in your head and you can't get rid of it. 
Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. I just ruined your day, do 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 do. Sometimes I text my sister with just a video of that song, and she's like, "Stop it!" <laughs> the, the thing with 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 these earworms is that you just can't get them out of your head. Why did Jesus speak in parables? It says that he spoke in ways they could understand, explaining the ways of God that are so grand and vast in ways that people can understand, and he used word pictures to do it so that it would get stuck in their head. And as they were going through their day, they'd say, why is the kingdom of God like a mustard seed? Why why does it take so many stages for wheat to grow into wheat? And as they're thinking about these things and wrestling with these things, They're engaging with God. Jesus communicated the nature of the gospel in parables because they, like earworms, produced vivid word pictures that captivated the imagination and encouraged engagement with God. We're now entering the summer. Yay! Uh, And that's wonderful. I I want to maybe issue a summer challenge. You think you'd be up for that? I want to encourage us all to stop and to rest this summer. Yes, we're supposed to be going green in the fall, but I'm telling you what we're not doing is jumping into every single program we ever had like that. We won't, we'll have learned nothing if we just go back to business as usual. What I would love for the church to do is for us to sit here and say, what is the kingdom of God like? And to sit with these parables, all of them, through the summer, every day, and just ponder it. Don't skim over it like I want to. But just say, and the the beautiful thing is, he explained everything to his own disciples after he shared these things, right? We have the gift of the Holy Spirit, and we can say, I don't get how the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, Lord. Holy Spirit, please teach me we need to create the space to allow the holy spirit to work so as we slowly gear up for a green fall can we do so in the way of jesus not in a business model not with if you follow these steps but simply asking jesus to transform us more into his likeness to be faithful to his calling each and every day Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for being born into our mess and loving us through it. Thank you for bearing the weight of it on the cross and giving us hope in your resurrection. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to live out our faith like you do in a trusting, relaxed way. We don't need to understand all the ins and outs. Simply help us to walk in faith with humility and openness, with vulnerability, so that you are free to do your work in and through us. And Lord, we do pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.